This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Let's make sure you are receiving episodes as soon as they are live. You do that by clicking subscribe. I'm going to give you a second and you go subscribe. Now that you have become a part of the Word in Season team, would you take a moment to rate and write a review of this podcast? This shows the platform you are listening through that you want more of this kind of good news and will help to promote a Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends to a broader audience. Thanks so much for subscribing, reviewing, rating, and listening. Now enjoy today's episode and share it with a friend. This past Thursday, May 7th, 2020, was the annual National Day of Prayer, where Christians throughout the land prayed together corporately for the nation. You see, we need an awakening and a healing in the church, though, if we are to see the healing of the soul of the nation. Throughout the day on the National Day of Prayer, I participated in and prayed on quite a few conference calls, Zoom calls, with other leaders across the country and intercessors who were praying for the soul of this country. On the afternoon of the National Day of Prayer, I also included on my blog a call and prayer for reconciliation, awakening, and healing. And I'll share part of that blog with you here in a moment. On the culmination of the National Day of Prayer, that evening was a televised broadcast virtually from all over the country from prayer leaders and pastors, intercessors who joined in prayer. And I was privileged to be one of those who prayed during that broadcast Personally, I felt it was a very significant and powerful and unique moment when those who could not gather together on the National Day of Prayer from across the country joined our hearts, a resounding agreement in prayer for the soul of this nation and the Lord to intervene on behalf of the nations of the world. In fact, if you were unable to participate or or watch that broadcast I would encourage you to go to the nationaldayofprayer.org or to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association to watch the replay of that, what I believe, a very significant and powerful broadcast. It was co-hosted by Kathy Brenzel, the president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force, and Will Graham, the grandson of the late Dr. Billy Graham. And I really appreciated what Kathy Brenzel said the following day from the National Day of Prayer when she said, it's not just about a national day of prayer, it really is about every day is a national day of prayer. And I totally concur with that statement, because prayer is not about an event, it is a culmination together in agreement, because agreement is a place of power, to agree together from a posture of humility and repentance before the living God, who alone is worthy of our adoration and worship and praise. His word reminds us, that when our hearts are overwhelmed, we can come before Him and ask Him to attend to our prayers and hear our cries, and He would lead us to the rock that is higher than ourselves. We need the rock of our salvation. We need the Lord Himself to intervene on behalf of His people and the soul of this nation. The nations may ask, as it says in Joel chapter 2, where is your God? But may we see as we respond properly and align ourselves properly before the Lord, that the Lord himself would intervene on our behalf and he would make himself real. And even those who may not know him would come to a revelation of the work of the cross, the love of the cross, and the power of the resurrection. So again, the National Day of Prayer was a 
powerful time of agreement together. But remembering that prayer is not about a day event. It's about an everyday posture of communication with the creator of the heavens of the heavens, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and the savior of our soul. We live in a world of crisis, but this presents us with an opportunity we must not waste. We are called to be the light of the world, filled with the Spirit of God, a city on a hill. Light always shines brightest amidst the darkest hours. As we draw closer to God and reconnect with our families, let's remember to care for the most vulnerable. Somebody Cares Chapters and Partners continue to bless our communities with much-needed supplies, including N95 masks to our medical professionals, food and essentials for our senior citizens and families, encouragement and friendship for those who feel alone. You can be a blessing too. Give today at somebodycares.org. You know, as I was sharing in my blog on the National Day of Prayer, I said it will take a united church voice and church leadership if we are to see the healing of the land and the soul of the nation and the healing of racial divides that exists even today. From the moment of our receiving the revelation of the work of the cross, we ourselves, who were once separated from God, are now reconciled through Christ, so we are given the ministry of reconciliation. Matthew twelve twenty five says, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. There are so many things today that can cause the church to be divided and the nation divided, but it takes a church united as one voice who have come to the work of the cross and the power of the resurrection, who have the ministry of reconciliation together that can help lead a healing to our nation and be a blessing to the nations of the world. Jesus prayed to the Father in John seventeen twenty one. He said, that we all may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. John 13, 35 says, By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And then Jesus replied again in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, we need to keep a focus. Our first command is to love first God and then one another. One of the biggest challenges in our society today is the lack of love, respect, and appreciation. This expresses itself in many ways, including the lack of civility and character displayed in our disagreements, even in the church. We allow our preferences to divide our families, friendships, and churches. There is only one unshakable kingdom, and that's the kingdom of our Lord. And we, the church, must seek to love each other, even in our disagreements, if we are to help others find their place in the kingdom of God. I believe it's crucial. It's important that we, the church, return to our first love, Jesus himself. 
If we were to love one another and the lost in a way that brings healing and hope to our communities and nation, it needs to start with us. First, our love, our first love with God and our love for our neighbors to be those ministers of reconciliation. You see, unity does not necessarily mean uniformity. It is found in the midst of our diversity if our focus is on the Lord. The church's influence in America and beyond is waning in part because it is divided in heart and purpose. Many of the problems plaguing us as the church today stem from Christians putting our personal agendas, our personal preferences above God's plans and purposes. Remember, his word says that his ways are higher than our ways. Rather than building on the foundations of his kingdom, we have placed our faith and hope in the institutions of men. Not surprisingly, the results are disastrous and far-reaching. Jesus prayed a prayer in John 17 that all who would believe in him would become one just as he and his father are one. The fulfillment of his prayer is ongoing across centuries and generations. Reconciliation is about us, the church of Jesus, his family, submitting to the Holy Spirit so he can make us one. In answer to Jesus' prayer, let us consider and let us be reconciled to God, and then we can cross our racial, denominational, and generational lines and be reconciled to one another so that the world, the lost, will not only see Jesus in us, but come to know Him as their personal Savior. Let's pray together. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your unconditional love for us. Thank you for making a way for us to be reconciled to you through the sacrifice and the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to be one family, united in heart and purpose by the blood of Jesus. Forgive us for the ways we have isolated ourselves, put our personal agendas and preferences above your purposes and plans. Forgive us, Lord, for holding on to any sin that separates us from you and from one another. Forgive us for dividing ourselves by our denominations, races, generations, and personal theologies. Forgive us, Lord, for harboring any sins of racism, be it overtly or covertly. We take responsibility for the condition of the family of the Lord, our communities, and our nation. Lord, we confess and repent for allowing our own preferences to bring division into our families, friendships, and churches. Lord, when we fail to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, we fail to be the witness you want us to be. We fail to be a witness and testimony to those who are far from you. Forgive us, Lord, and cause us to place love over personal preference. Father, would you transform us so that we, your church, can demonstrate your unconditional love and how we love one another even in our disagreements. And where we disagree, Lord, may we do so with respect and civility. Help me, Lord. Help your church to love as you have first loved us and expressed your love towards us. Today, Lord, we declare with both our words and our heart that we will submit ourselves to your Holy Spirit so you can conform us into a united body to answer in Jesus' prayer, give us one heart and one purpose. We are and will be the church united for our divided nation. We commit to crossing our denominational, racial, and generational lines to meet at the cross of Christ so that the world might see, through our authentic love for you and for one another, the hope of glory, Christ in us. 
We declare today that because we are reconciled to you, we become reconciled to one another so that we might be the ministers of reconciliation you've called us to be to our nation and to the nations of the world. Lord, let it begin today with me and with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I also pray that we be a tangible expression of our prayers. As a reconciled people, let us demonstrate our love for one another by intentionally seeking to love our brothers and sisters in Christ today. Consider ways you can love those in the body of Christ who do not look like you, worship like you, or act like you. May we find ways to cross our racial and denominational lines to embrace and publicly acknowledge fellow believers as true brothers and sisters in Christ. Develop lasting and authentic relationships. Lord, you have taught us the power of love, the power of forgiveness, and the power of joy. Lord, teach me how to pray your way, how to hear you clearly and obey. Show me your ways that I may know you. Show me, instruct me, lead me, and draw me near to you, Lord, and to express you to others around me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.